Welcome to Gadgets, a podcast from Gizmodo where we woman-splain the latest technology. I'm your host, consumer tech reporter Florence Ion, and I'm joined here by Protocol's newest news editor, Caitlin McGarry. Hi, Caitlin. Welcome back. Hi, Flo. Oh, I missed you so much. This is great. I'm happy to be here. I didn't have a chance to miss you because I actually saw you in person uh, about 48 hours ago, roughly. (laughs) Maybe more than that, but it was a delight (laughs) to see you in person, especially now that we have some news for our listeners that you have floated away from GeoMedia into a new landscape of sorts. I have. I have. Yes. I am no longer with Gizmodo. Um, It's been... It's been tough. I, you know, I love Gizmodo. I love doing this podcast. But it's time for something new. So uh, I'm not leaving abruptly. I'm, I am at Protocol now. We'll link some of my... I've been writing some stuff, so we'll link my pieces in the show notes. Um, Heck yeah. But I will be departing. I'll, I'll be departing this podcast in the next little while. We're going we're mm-hmm. to ease. Mm-hmm. We're going to ease into it. Yeah. yeah. So stay tuned. Yeah. Lots of big stuff happening with gadgets. And hopefully I will still be involved down the line. You will. Listen, I have said this before. Caitlin has been with me through many podcast projects. (laughs) (laughs) Previous, before GeoMedia, and now. So um, as long as I'm around, Caitlin will be around. So yes, that's true. (laughs) For making making time for your old pal flow here (laughs) on the Gadgets podcast. (laughs) I'm just along for the ride. Just tell me when to show up. Well, I'm going to tell you today we're going to talk about the queen and how she's not actually dead. I don't hmm. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard, but apparently there's like a whole misinformation campaign going on about her death. Okay. I Yeah. I, uh there's a lot of misinformation right now. Like right now there in particular, is. it seems like everything is going off the rails. Like we're dealing with Russia, Ukraine, the queen, like is anyone telling the truth about anything anymore? I'm telling the truth. Yes, we are telling the truth. And we are. We're, yes. I mean, hello, ethics, etc. So we are telling the truth. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. And we're telling you the queen is not dead. We're also going to tell you all about the new Apple stuff. So, yes. Caitlin, did you, ha- did you have a chance to watch the Apple event yesterday? I did. I watched the Apple event. I wrote about it. I did a newsletter about it, and I also recorded a podcast about it. So, oh my I know gosh, everything that happened. <laughs> they are that's putting great. me to that's work great. over there. Yes, that's great. Well, we're gonna have Phil on as well. Our honorary do jet, which is a term I made up uh, in the episode oh, that you were gone. That's so, um, cute. listen, you going to protocol? I'm making up things over here. This is, you know, <laughs> I know. <laughs> this is how. It it's, happens. Thank you. Everything's fine. <laughs> everything's fine. We're good. We're rolling with it. <laughs> Phil is great. I'm I'm happy to have him uh, here. So he'll be here in a bit. And then, and then I want to tell you all about my experience with some new nuggies, some new nuggets. nuggets. <laughs> I said that to sound like gadgets. Yes, this, <laughs> this I I picked it up. Yes, but thank you. <laughs> Thanks for clarifying. Uh, yeah, we need to talk about fake meat because. Flo, 
you and I were both like vegetarians back in the day. I'm sure you had many like a Boca burger, a Morning Star patty. Like we have really, we've really been through it on the fake meat front. So now that things are getting better, like I'm excited. I mean, I'm not yeah, vegetarian anymore. I still, I still eat. You know, I I prefer a vegetarian diet primarily. But yeah, so I'm really excited that this is the options. The options they're just getting so much better. I, we're gonna fangirl over fake meat. It fake, we got fake news yeah. and fake meat on the podcast today, and sandwiched in between actual real news, like yes, you know, really something that happened. Yeah. So yes, we'll be back after this. Well, I know that there is a lot of really important, violent, terrible things happening around us, uh, but I have decided to just push that all aside and instead have us talk about how everyone has faked Queen Elizabeth II's death. You know, this must have happened, like, pre-internet also. Like, they must, I don't know, maybe we'll find out in The Crown, a show which I love, but Mm, yeah. Right? Don't you think yeah. like news of her death is like every so often it's like the queen died and it's like, mm, no, that's fake. <laughs> like, I think that happens a so, lot. I chose this story because before it made it to Gizmodo's front page, before it made it to a couple of other um, tech blogs, it was actually I got word of this news through some of my like celebrity trash channels oh right um (laughs) but like but the thing is because they were coming from the so-called trash channels the legitimacy of it obviously i was just kind of like okay this is just the daily mail like pulling from nowhere or whatever but it turns out that there was actually a full-on misinformation campaign going around about the queen being dead And I just found this fascinating because, as you mentioned earlier, when we were starting the pod, this has been happening in Ukraine, too, like with the with the war uh, between Russia and Ukraine, we should say we were getting a lot of misinformation, uh, fake faked stories, faked images, images that weren't even from like the current war going on, saying that like, oh, this is what's happening. And the queen in particular, because the monarchy is such a like constant cultural touchstone and i guess society <laughs> yeah i mean even if you don't believe that there should be queens which i feel right. like most people think that that's the case like it's she's still you know she's she's kind of an icon she's there she's really happening to something. her too <laughs> yeah i mean i'm not at all surprised by that like I mean, I don't really understand the point of it because it's not like if the queen dies, like anything major happens to, you know, democracy or like she's a she's a figurehead. People look to her. Caitlin, we get a funeral. We got a televised funeral. Oh, do you not remember? I mean, Diana, my family and I were my mother and I were in mourning for weeks after that. We (laughs) watched it live on Yes, we watched the funeral live on CNN. My mom bought the Elton John Candles in the Wind tape. So oh, there yeah. was, this is something that I may have to prepare for personally, okay? so I feel like that was different. <laughs> like, Diana, that was I a know. shock. Can- <laughs> Candle in the Wind, 
is a jam. Like, are we going to get, <laughs> is anyone going to do like a really good <laughs> song? <laughs> okay, we shouldn't laugh about this. I'm just imagining Dua Lipa coming out with like a, ba- oh my a ballad of some sort that's just about the queen and. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Uh, I meant to keep this very serious and like journalistic, but now I've just completely set us off the rails. But it's great because yes, I mean, yeah, I it would be a big deal to society if the queen died because it it would make a big change. Which I and clearly it would be such a big deal that people are going as far as to get the photos. So for those who are not familiar, uh, in, in yes, journalism, let's break it down. What is happening? What's the misinformation that's spreading? So pool photographers, folks who shoot news for like Getty Images and uh, the agency, is it French or foreign press? <laughs> the AFP news agency. The AFP, so they shoot yeah. these photos, it gets put into this repository and then outlets, they can pay for the rights to these photos to publish them uh, with news stories. And so what happened is somebody took some of these very official photos between Canada's prime minister, Justin Trudeau and Queen Elizabeth II. And they made her head. So she's kind of just, just kind of, what would we call it? Uh, uh, got her, you know, she's a little, what? she doesn't have the best posture. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. Listeners, I have to tell you, Flo is doing this weird thing with her body on video and I cannot figure out what's going on. So I could only think of the Romanian word in my head, which is why I was having such a hard time. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Apologies, everyone. My uh, ESL brain just came into into works there, so I was working that out in real time. So they moved her head forward a little bit to make her look like she has this hunchback of Notre Dame style like thing going on with her back, just okay. to kind of like say she's basically her bones are brittle and she's falling apart in real life. And this is just one of the latest photoshopped narratives being circulated around of like. The queen is dying. Apparently, this started back in October of 2021. She, like, had an overnight stay at a hospital, and the conspiracy theorists online had believed that is actually when she died. And she was either replaced with a lookalike. This is a very QAnon-style conspiracy. Yeah. Okay. Um, Or all the photos of her after the hospital video have been faked. Uh-huh. including the one that we're talking about with her being, like, super hunchbacked. Like, do, she also... Well, yes. I'm sorry. Where do people find the time? Like, I... If I have a free moment, I am not thinking about Queen Elizabeth and making photos of her look... Like, are... Do people need hobbies? Like, should yes. we go outside more? Like, this is crazy. <laughs> Yes. I don't This is something it. that 15 year old Flo would have done when oh. I had no friends. <laughs> so, oh, and, you know. <laughs> what, do you think you would have fallen down the QAnon rabbit hole as a 15 year old? Yes. Yes. Really? Because I went to some dark, I went to some dark Florence. places in the internet. Oh I know. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. It was very easy to get on them back in the day. And sure. I, I hung around some shady spots. So I'm glad I didn't go down that down that rabbit hole. Yeah. Um, wow, we would have lost you at such a young age. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I would have really it. become a tabloid journalist. Oh my god, it was my well, backup. You're plan. here with us now. <laughs> <laughs> There's still time. There's still time. QAnon still exists. The tabloids it's... would be happy to have you. <laughs> uh, what a career change! Oh, I know. This for you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so adding some credence to this idea that the queen might be dying is that apparently she also contracted COVID on February 20th of this year, 2022. And people were yeah. like, she probably died from COVID. And I don't, I guess she's a blow up doll now. I don't, I just don't understand how. Oh my, I, yeah, I don't, <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm at a loss for it's words. It's not un. It's not unprecedented for us to be on Death Watch, right? Because we did the same thing with Betty White. We were like, she's in her 90s. Oh, my God, don't say Betty White has died. And then rest in peace. So, you know, the queen is 95 years old. It's it's that time. I'm sorry to everyone that this is upsetting. But yeah, Yeah, 95 is a solid age. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, it makes sense. Like. If you're a reporter who covers the royals, you've you've probably prepped your obituary. I mean, that's been prepped probably for decades at this point. But yeah, it makes sense for people who watch the royals to be expecting eventually news of her death. But like for regular people, who cares? Like what? Why do we need to stress about this right now? Unless this means something I for feel- Meghan Markle. Is Meghan Markle queen next? Because I could get down with that. Unfortunately not. Um, I okay. imagine she'll probably end up with some territory in Canada. Because I, Oh, no, wait. I think they're in L.A. now. Her and they Her- are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, know. they're back in L.A. So maybe they'll become prince and princess of California. California really does not need more princes and princesses. But uh, that's right. Spencer Pratt was the original prince of Malibu. Oh, oh no. Oh, God. You've really done it now. (laughs) I cannot talk about Spencer Pratt with you. (laughs) We're not going to. God. We're not going to. We don't have time. Um, Yeah. When I inevitably bump into Meghan and Harry, I'll ask them what's happening with the queen. But until then, I think she's fine. (sighs) She she is fine. Uh, that's all to say, be careful where your photos are coming from. The misinformation, God, just like logging on TikTok, for instance, will take you, if you allow the wrong video to play all the way through, your algorithm will immediately take you to like fake war stories and everything. So oh misinformation, God. it it's even goes after the Queen of England. Mm-hmm. Be careful out there, everyone. It could happen to you. Mm-hmm. All right, when we're back, very expensive, nice-looking stuff. (laughs) As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast.
right, joining us at the table to talk all about Apple, we've got Philip Tracy. Hi, Phil. Hi. Thanks for having me again. Hi. Well, Hi. that was what? <laughs> I know. I leave for one second and you're just wiling out. I know. I know. It's because I'm trying to stay awake. Uh, oh, okay. do, doing what I can. Yeah. So Got thank it. you all for receiving me. Phil, Caitlin, we we had a whirlwind day yesterday with the Apple event. And I feel like we should just we go ahead and jump in there. So very quickly, there was an Apple event on March 8th. If you would like to rewatch it, you can go to YouTube and rewatch it. Or you can go to our show notes. And Phil and I... And also, Caitlin, we wrote a lot about um, the Apple event, so you can do that rating. But for now, we're going to talk about our thoughts, our feelings, our excitement for things that cost a lot of money but are very powerful. Yeah. So first things first, there there is a new iPhone. It's an iPhone that most people will probably not be that excited about because it looks the same as like an iPhone from five years ago. It has Touch ID. It has bezels. It looks old. I think kids will be into it because they like shit that looks old and now. And parents. So that's... It's retro tech. And New parents. retro tech. It's re yes. It's retro tech. Mm -hmm. So it's basically like yeah. it's an iPhone SE. It has, you know, it has 5G. It has like faster processor. So it's, but it's not basically for MM people wave. who just want. Right. Only so. Yes. I mean, people. Do, yeah. It, yeah. It's the slower version of 5G that will actually be more mm -hmm. useful to you because. It exists. Know, because it exists. And it might be easier on your battery a little too, uh, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it'll have longer battery life. But this is a phone mm -hmm. for people who want the physical fingerprint sensor. They want something mm -hmm. easy, something cheap. It's only 429 bucks, which for an iPhone is, you know, budget. That's like discount dollar. Okay, no, never mind. It's not. <laughs> but it's, <laughs> not. it's cheap. For Apple. <laughs> it's cheaper. Um Yeah. And then, yeah, the the big news. I mean, this was a Mac event, which I was like, "All right, we're just diving right in." Like, Apple is very committed to the Mac after years of you letting skipped it over languish. the green iPhone. I didn't skip. I just sort of like moved around it. <laughs> I just like side. <laughs> I just it. want to shout out to it because the. Apple folks in my periphery were very happy about the two shades of green. So I just want to shout out to all the green lovers out there. I love green. I, I don't find phone colors exciting in the slightest anymore because people just put oh, cases Phil's on their nodding. phones. And <laughs> okay, yeah. I'm alone in this. It's okay. <laughs> no, I like the green is nice. The greens yeah. are nice. But um, Caitlin's right. Yeah. yeah. Unless you get a clear <laughs> case, which like, I don't know, most people don't use a clear case. So it's like... Yeah, green iPhones, love them. I don't know if I would recommend anyone buy an iPhone 13 right now since we are about, what are we now, six months away from iPhone 14? So we're kind of like yeah. midway through yeah. the cycle. If you can hold out, I would just hold out. Um, but yeah, this was a full, this was a Mac event. Like the last year and a half, Apple has just been like, the Mac is good again. We're going to make it amazing, fast, powerful. We're going to add all these ports back in. We're going to come out with an external display after years of only making a $6,000 monitor. Now this one is, again, downright affordable at $1,600. Like, <laughs> I was hoping for something like maybe $500, but like, that's not going to happen. So it's fine. But yeah, the let's talk about the Mac Studio, 
with the M1 Ultra chip, Phil. Oh my gosh. Yes. But let's break it down. Yeah. Let's tell do us, it. Phil. Who's gonna what is it? What is it? And who who is this for? Yes. So the what is it is so going into this event, we were expecting a high-end Mac Mini or a low-end Mac Pro. And the Mac Studio does fit in somewhere in between those two. So its size is closer to a Mac Mini. It's like a couple of those stacked on top of each other, but it's still really compact when you look at huge desktops running Windows sure. uh, with this equivalent performance. So it has it is quite small. And in terms of performance, it's closer to a Mac Pro. Actually, it's probably even more powerful than a Mac Pro because the current one still runs on Intel. Uh, the secret ingredient is is uh, the M1 Ultra chip, which I, I don't know if mm-hmm. anyone was really expecting Apple to reveal. Uh, yeah. There were like a few rumors in the months before, but nobody was really talking about it going into the event. So when Apple revealed it, I think everyone was pretty shocked. And then it said that... The M1 Ultra is basically two M1 Maxes stuck together for double that the performance. Was, that was the weirdest part to me, like how this yeah. thing, it's, they took two chips and just like jammed them together to make yes. like one super chip. And I'm like, is that how this works? <laughs> it does now. Yeah. With like a very, very fast layer in between the two. And the M1 Ultra is, Apple is claiming it's eight times faster than the M1 in the MacBook Pro, mm-hmm. the MacBook Air. And I'll tease it a little here, but also in the Mac, in the iPad air now. Um, some of the performance claims Apple made are just, they're just pretty bonkers, to be honest. Um, yeah. <laughs> this thing is going to be crazy fast, probably faster than just about any other desktop you can buy and significantly smaller. But I think people who look at Apple products who are maybe on the fence about them will be especially happy about all the ports. There are USB-A's. There are two USB-A's on the back. I couldn't believe it. When I saw that, I was like, God, I want that so bad. I don't even need <laughs> it. I don't need it. I just want yep. I want the ports again. Oh, God, yep. it's so frustrating. So up to six USB-C's, an Ethernet, HDMI, headphone jack. It's headphone jack. Everything. We even have to say that about an Apple product, too. I know. Um, <laughs> and those two USB-A's, it's, it really it has everything. It does. And then... Uh, and, and it also has a, an accompanying monitor now, which, which you, you mm. mentioned as being the very affordable display. at six, 1600, yeah. 1600, 1600. And like the, the Mac studio. So for people who don't follow Apple that closely, the, the Mac studio and Mac mini and Mac pro are desktop PCs that don't have built-in displays. They're just, right. they're separate. So you have to buy a display to work alongside it. So the studio display just works seamlessly with all of these desktops. Like the way it's going to work with Mac Studio, I'm really curious to to see how that performs because it has an iPhone chip in it. It does, yeah. The A13, I believe. The A13, which is like a couple of years old, so it's like mm-hmm. you know, that that's kind of strange, but it might just make everything work super seamlessly together. Yep. You know, yeah, isn't like, that for like the the panning camera? Because they added like mm-hmm. they infused the camera. Yeah. Uh, it's an ultra wide camera, and it kind of has like the same panning abilities as some of the Amazon and portal Center devices. Stage. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah, if we talk about the the monitor a bit, so it's twenty seven inches, five K resolution. It's not mm-hmm. many LED, yeah. but it's I'm I'm sure Apple made some claims 600 nits of brightness it covers the p3 color gamut and built in are six speakers and Apple's done a really good job with the speakers in its other products so I'm mm-hmm. expecting good things from that yeah and it has more ports I think three USB C's and a Thunderbolt for for charging 
uh, if you connect it to a MacBook. Mm-hmm. And studio quality mics, and it has a 12 megapixel camera on the front. 12 megapixels should be better than just about any other built-in webcam you can find with yeah. center stage, which will flow, as you were mentioning, it will center you in your, your video call, or if another participant comes in, it'll like, it'll zoom out so both of you are in the shot. So some yeah. pretty nice things there. And that's enabled by that, by the A13 chip. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The really interesting thing to me about the Mac Studio is actually the price. It starts at 2000 Yep. Which, uh, that's not that's not bad. No, <laughs> like it's not bad for a person who is go- who is like, I need a computer for making music or yes, this is you know for, for professionals, editing video, creative professionals. Mm-hmm. Like people in Hollywood are going to be buying Mac Studios and like, or even hobbyists like my husband who got into. I told him, I said, "This is your next Mac." I'm like, dump the laptop, yeah, get the mini. Yeah. You like the. UI and you like the system mm-hmm. for, I mean, Apple is made for, they made their stuff cater to creatives. Yeah. And the Mac mini was such a popular computer. Yeah. I mean, people hold on to those from the old days. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it's a tiny little yeah, computer. It's really small. <laughs> With so much power. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's really interesting that like this year is expected to be like the year of the Mac, which it's been kind of for like the last year and a half. But they have so many upgrades planned. They're basically transitioning the whole lineup from, in, they're almost done transitioning from Intel to yep. custom silicon. Mm-hmm. And it's just really interesting to see them return. I wrote about this, like, for Protocol, it's interesting to watch them just return to their foundational product after years of doing weird shit to it. Like, let's take out all the ports, let's make it as thin as it can possibly be. Let's, you know, make it functionally useless yep. with a terrible keyboard. And it's like, this is the time to be a Mac user, which is interesting because, you know, the future of Apple is not the Mac. You know, it's going to be augmented reality and or mixed reality. And like the iPhone will be essential to that, not the Mac. So I'm really, yeah, this strategy is super interesting, uh, but it also appeals to their their base, like their original fans. Like those are the people who want, you know who want Macs to be good again, and they are. They are. Yeah, and I wonder how much the shift to remote work uh, encouraged a- Apple to take this route. A lot of people don't need laptops anymore. They work sure. from home. They just want Mm-mm. something that sits there that they can, you know, they can wake up, sit down. It's on, ready to go. Or they need a powerful machine to be yep. at home with yeah. mm-hmm. when they are at home for, like, their hybrid lifestyle. $2,000, yeah, is a lot of money, but when you're, I mean, my my Dell XPS 15 was 2500. So just to put that in perspective. Flo, your financial okay, decisions. Okay, we're not we're not yeah, we're It's a great laptop. Oh, but it's that like, a lot yeah. of money. Tell, tell her, Phil, tell her. $2500 for a laptop. I yeah, need that to lie me down. A bit. I need yes, to Yes, but down. it but it's it's my work. This is my Toyota truck. But That's it, what it is. Wasn't it you barely know? functional for a few months? Do we need to talk about this? Okay, again? let me let me <laughs> defend, let me defend <laughs> let me defend flow for a second. XPS fifteen, Bless wonderful laptop. Bless you. But okay, we've been talking about the two thousand dollar base price for this thing, which gets you so it gets you the M one Max chip, which is not that M one Ultra that was just announced. It's the one sure. in the the fourteen and sixteen inch MacBook Pro, which is plenty powerful for most people. Thirty two gigs of RAM, five hundred twelve gigabyte SSD. Maybe you want more storage. You can upgrade for, I mean, Apple's premiums on storage are just a little bit ridiculous. Wild. Absolutely but, uh, <laughs> wild. A thousand for storage. <laughs> right. Yeah. 
If you exactly. want the maxed out one of these things, <laughs> it costs $8,000. Few people yes. will actually need that, but sure. it just goes to show that like, if you really configure this thing beyond the base price, you can start spending a lot of money. Yeah, absolutely. But it might, it, I don't know, it might be worth it. I don't, I'm not, a, I'm not, I wouldn't yeah, say maybe. I'm a creative professional. I am, but like not, my workflow is really not that intense. So I'm curious to see people put this thing through its paces. And I really want that. I want that display so bad. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's. It, I requested it, looks nice. it, it looks from very protocol. The budget is not there, they said. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, very quickly, before we say goodbye to Phil, uh, Apple made a couple other just teeny tiny little announcements that we want to get through. For Apple TV Plus users, I just want to say they really trotted out the Oscar winners. Oh, yeah. Yep. And Apple EGOT TV, havers. Apple TV Plus is like... A legitimately good streaming it's service, and, a thing. yeah. And everyone, yeah. everyone doubted that they could do it, and I'm like, why? They have tons of money to throw at a-listers to make nothing but good shit for them. Like, of course, they're it's going gonna after be good. the Academy Awards. Yeah. this is it. They want Oscars. Mm-hmm. They want every award they can get because they see that that legitimizes this. Mm-hmm. Uh, investment that they're doing in TV and film. And I'm extremely curious to see who else is sh- like quivering in their bones about this. Yeah. So that's interesting. If, if, yes. if I could just talk about Apple investing, because we, we talked a lot about the studio and one area where Apple doesn't really have a firm hold on is gaming, which is really yeah. like one of the yes. most high, you know, performance intensive things you do on a desktop. And Apple made some pretty wild claims about the it's 64 core GPU or 48 core, sorry, GPU in this thing. I remember that part of the presentation. Yes. They basically said it could blow away anything and NVIDIA is making. The problem is there are no games. So it'll be interesting <laughs> to see how much Apple invests if they really just throw money at studios and, and devs. Yeah. Um, it, it'll be tricky for them to, to, to get a hold of that market. But I mean, it's the hardware is there. Yeah. yeah, the hardware is absolutely okay, there. But yeah. Let me say this about Apple, though, that unfortunately, Google needs to kind of like brush up on is that at least when they are going to invest in something, they make sure that there is like, people there making sure that things are getting done, (laughs) versus Mm -hmm. letting a game studio languish in Canada and then firing everybody because you decided to pivot Stadia to something I'm just I'm just saying. It's a good point. It's a yeah. it's a good point. Yeah, I'm just saying. Apple also weirdly announced like some uh, some stuff around Major League Baseball, which the timing is kind of weird on that <laughs> one, given the situation with baseball right now. I did reach out to ask if they would still be having the games if the strike continues, like what the... There, yeah, there won't be any games, yeah. <laughs> I, I figure, I figure, but I, I was just curious because like, what are they going to show if there's no baseball season? I'm just, there's no spring training right now. Like nobody is in Phoenix doing their rounds. Everybody is, you know, yeah. doing contract negotiations. Yeah. Um, Seems to be a common, so, common theme these days. Yes. Common theme. <laughs> I, I do like baseball. That's like one of the few sports that I will follow. And part of it is because that's like the most American part of me that I adopted. Mm-hmm. Um, is Sincerely, um, that was the only thing I could really like glob onto. It just was a, it appealed to me a little more than like football. Sure. Um, I think because it's a little more like my pace. So mm-hmm. let's go, Giants. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, like the Giants. Sign as that well. contract. Two Giants Aww. fans. <laughs> Look at that. Oh. 
All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Phil. Uh, thank you, Phil. I'm sure you'll have a lot of thoughts uh, after you use all of these Apple products. So yes. I'm sure you'll be back on the pod to talk about them. I sure hope so. All Thanks right. for having me. I always drag yeah. Phil onto this pod as the honorary dude jet. <laughs> the dude jet. So, you know. it's, the, it's the best part of my week. <laughs> all Thanks, right. Phil. Thank you. Bye, Phil. Bye. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. All right, for our last segment today, I just want to talk very quickly about nuggets. When life is really hard and you can't eat anything and you just need something quick, what are you going to do? You're going to put a little nuggie in your mouth, right? But mm-hmm. yep. you never know what <laughs> those nuggies are made with. So maybe you choose a fake nuggie. That's true. Yeah, what mm-hmm. are nuggets made? Yeah, the fast food nugget is a... Are usually processed white meat oh, yeah. or meat that was processed and bleached to look white so that it doesn't freak yeah. you out when you're eating it. And so I do feel a little safer eating a fake nuggie um, if you read my review. Let's talk about what you taste tested this week. What what? So this is an impossible food situation, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. impossible mm-hmm. has been out here doing the most with the fake meat. They have a really good burger. They have really good mm-hmm. pork. Uh, they've been partnering with fast food restaurants and like sit down restaurants to get impossible, like a meat alternative on the menu. And mm-hmm. it's really good. All the all the products I've tested have been extremely good. So tell us about the nuggets. Texture, taste, preparation. Did you fry them? Did you bake them? Like, let's dive into it. All right. So Wild Nuggies is what they are called. And uh, Impossible came out with chicken, like, quote, unquote, chicken nuggets late last year. But these ones are shaped. Remember the dinosaur nuggets that you could get at Costco in a big bulky box? Oh, yeah. Okay. So So these these are nuggets for children. mm Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. But Mm, they appeal to (laughs) flows as well. Yes. Right. Got it. Just wanted to see where the intersection. Who wants a boring <laughs> circular nuggy when you can have one shaped like an endangered species, which is uh, a little grim, reminding you which animals are dying. But uh, you get to bite the head off of a polar bear in this instance, so that could be wow, fun for some is, children. This is dark. I did not expect. <laughs> I did not anticipate this. I endangered sort of regret not going species? this dark in my write up, but yes. Oh wow. Okay. So mm-hmm. like climate change the earth is dying mm-hmm. let's ease people plant-based away nuggies. from from meat with plant-based nuggets that look like endangered animals correct wow that's a let me just sit with that for a second i don't even know what to do with that 
Well, what you can do is dip okay. them into a sauce of your choice, which I <laughs> tried. So Impossible sent me a bunch of fake meat. They sent me the wild nuggies. And I also have the breakfast patties in my freezer. So I'm going to get to those um, probably this weekend. And so the wild nuggies, I put them on parchment paper. I baked them in the oven at 400 because I like them a little crispier. I took out all mm, the mm-hmm. sauces that I have hoarded from different fast food restaurants here in the suburbs. Sure. I went yep. dipping. You get a, you get like, a little this ranch, is yummy a little with barbecue. This. Mm-hmm. A little yummy mm-hmm. with this. This is yep. yummy with the honey mustard, which I do like. They're, they're great. Um, the texture is a little spongier and a little more porous than like the yeah. corn nuggets, which are my favorite. It's spelled K-U-O-R-N. And those are our, this is my family's favorite nuggets that we usually eat. Oh, okay. Of the fake meat variety. Yeah. Um, Which my husband likes because they're a little crunchier than than these wild nuggies. But wild nuggies are great. Go buy them. They're like nine bucks for a bag. Try them out. They're probably in your freezer aisle. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I feel feel like Impossible has done a really good job of you know, approximating the meat eating experience. Like the burger for sure is just like, it's it's like right there. I've prepared that for people who are like straight up carnivores mm-hmm. and they've been like, oh, this is actually really good. And I thought the pork was also great. Like pork is a little easier to to fudge because it doesn't, I mean, pork is not like all that flavorful. Yeah, like a jackfruit, um, even though it tastes different, but the texture is still there. Yeah, yeah. Um, I will say Beyond Meat is not doing it for me. I mm, I don't love a Beyond Meat situation. But Flo, you and I had to like really make do back in the day with the meat alternatives, and I just am so thrilled that we've come we've come so, so far. far. Like we I might know. actually be able to like wean America as a society like away from actual meat with you know alternatives that taste really good. Yeah. Do you think maybe? I agree. Am I hoping for too much? I agree. Yeah. I agree. I think uh, if anybody is open to it, you should just go try these out. They're becoming more widely available at grocery stores. They're not super overtly priced. Uh, Again, like I said, it's like nine bucks for a bag of these. So it's about the same as those dino nuggies you get at Costco. I think it's $10 for the whole bag there. (laughs) Oh, gosh. It's not bad. Except try it out. And if you you do try it out, (laughs) endangered animals. I still can't get over that. Why did they have to be endangered animals? So you can teach your kids, Uh. like, these animals are dying. Look at the shapes. Have lunch. It's a lunchtime. It's it's a lunchtime climate change uh, education is, like, what it's supposed to be, which I can appreciate. I I get it. It's like Sesame Street crackers teaching you, you know, the letters of the alphabet. So, But much more bleak. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Well, Well, on that note... (laughs) On that note, if you end up trying these nuggies, please feel free to reach out to us, gadgets at gizmodo.com. We love getting your feedback. We love getting your questions, comments, concerns, whatever you want to send over, gadgets at gizmodo.com. Before we go, we'd like to thank our producer and sound engineer, Ryan Allen, for making us sound great every week. Our cover designer, Vicky Lita, who makes us look good in your podcatchers. You could tweet us at Gizmodo or find us on social media. Caitlin is Caitlin underscore McGarry on Twitter, and I'm oh that flow on Twitter. Be sure to subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. It really helps us out. And until next week, we want to thank everybody for being here. 
and we'll see you next time. Goodbye.